guys welcome back hope you all are having an amazing week just so you guys know before i start this podcast <laughs> like every week i spend like 15 minutes singing into this microphone because i can turn the volume up on my headphones and it sounds like i'm like in a recording studio and my first dream job ever when i was like a kid which i'm so i'm sure so many of you guys can relate to um I wanted to be a pop star like I was for sure gonna be the next Hannah Montana like there was not a doubt in my mind I was so into it I took like singing lessons I was a part of like a little band girl group by no means do I have an amazing voice okay I can carry a tune a little bit but uh I it's not like pop star worthy okay i mean maybe if i had like a lot of auto tune and probably if i had some singing lessons but and i would say you know what my specialty i think is like musical music like songs and plays song you know does that make sense because some of those are like you can you can hit the notes but they're not like amazing unique voices kind of you know what i mean okay anyway but that's what i do i was just singing justin bieber like in this microphone okay anyway so for this week's episode we are covering imposter syndrome so if you don't know what imposter syndrome is or what an imposter is um on oxford languages the definition of imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others especially for fraudulent gain so imposter syndrome involves feelings of self-doubt and incompetence basically that despite your education your experience your accomplishments you still have this feeling that oh, it's like not really me that did all of this. It's the opportunity by luck and chance that I got or it's not really my skills. It's just the room I happened to walk in or the way I somehow fell into this position or I don't know. It's it's really sad because I've definitely struggled with this before and it's really, um, it's really annoying because you can really have all these accomplishments and feel like somehow you discredit them like it's almost like when people compliment you on your accomplishments you don't believe them or you you just don't think it's good enough or something it's so weird anyway i will get more into it but i asked um on my instagram have you ever had imposter syndrome or do you have imposter syndrome so we have 88 percent said yes and only 12% said no. So most of you guys are saying yes, you've experienced this before. Second question, do you ever struggle to believe in your talent slash capabilities? So 89% of you said yes and 11% of you said no. So it's kind of similar to the one before. So lots of you guys were, you know, hitting yes that you have struggled, which I think is so telling that, I mean, just the human experience, man. Like, I think a lot of us, and so at some point in our lives struggle with like i don't just life okay like the fact that we are all conscious to know that we will all die one day i think adds the pressure to want to do something great in this life and have this purpose and accomplish these goals and these dreams because we know that one day we all will not live forever you know so 
yeah, I think it adds a pressure because there is some sort of deadline to achieve all of these things before that time comes. So then I asked you guys, what helps you to remember your strengths? So I'm just going to share a few things what people wrote in. So one person said, being around people I love. I really like that one because I think having a support group is so important and being around people who know who you are through and through. That is sometimes, okay, sometimes you know how you like kind of like what we were talking about in this self-perception episode like it is nice to have some sort of validation or outside perspective than your own to tell you that you are great right I will counteract this later okay but I'm just saying at first like we do it is nice to have people around us that believe in us okay someone else said perspective I think this is huge I think stepping back and looking at all the things you've accomplished and thinking about the age you are and the things you've done for your age actually like another person said someone said the fact that i made it this far at this age and i'm doing things other people i grew up with aren't lol and that's so true too like you have to put everything into perspective okay this is a good one someone said reminding myself that i didn't get to where i am by luck i think this is so important because i think with imposter syndrome it's so easy to say oh like like I said earlier like this all just happened by luck and chance like okay my dad always says something about luck he has this like analogy so let me call him really quick so he can explain can you tell me what you always say about luck what does luck mean well opportunity means means preparation okay what does that mean to you it means that if you always prepare about things the opportunity is coming, it's always becoming, but you gotta be prepared. That's what it like is. For example, if you won't win the lottery, right? Yeah. You have to have a ticket. Uh, uh, buying a ticket is being prepared for the lottery in case the opportunity comes around. You have the, the, t- the winning ticket. Right, exactly. Okay, thank you. Okay, love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See, coming through with the facts, that is such a good analogy. Like you putting in the work is. At, to this analogy, buying the lottery ticket, you being prepared, putting your talent and your creativity in something, or even if you're not in the creative field, putting your work and your determination and your skills into something, and then opportunity meeting that is a, what a lot of people say is lucky. So like in this case, he says you put in the work, you bought the lottery ticket, you buy, you winning the lottery is you putting in that work. Take, I mean, of course, this is an analogy, but it really does... It really does, uh, I think, paint this bigger picture of what luck is, quote unquote. Sometimes I still believe in like the lucky thing. Like, you know, the thing on TikTok that's like, I'm so lucky. I'm such a lucky girl. Yes, but you like do have to put in work still. Like even with manifestation and even with even like dreaming, dreams, like having these goals and dreams, you do have to like put in the work also. You can't just sit around on your couch all day and manifest and manifest that you want to be the CEO of this company and you're just sitting every day at your desk and you're like, well, why isn't this working? Because you still have to put in the work. You still have to believe in yourself and hustle and do the dirty work sometimes and work your way up while you're still having the mentality that you will make it and you will succeed thank you dad he doesn't even know that he's on the podcast but thank you For those of you who maybe aren't so familiar with imposter syndrome or have never struggled before or maybe you have and you don't totally know what I'm talking about imposter feelings 
I think represent a conflict between your own self-perception and the way that others perceive you. So even when people compliment your talents, you write them off as good timing or good luck and you don't actually believe that you've earned them by your own merit and your own skill. And I think that you also fear that others will eventually realize that. Knowing all of this, then you pressure yourself to work harder in order to keep others from recognizing your failures or what you believe to be failures, to become worthy of roles you don't believe you deserve, and to make up for what you consider your lack of intelligence, and you feel as though you need to ease these feelings of this guilt over like tricking people. So then you have these accomplishments that don't reassure you, and you consider them as product of your efforts to maintain the illusion of your success and any recognition you earn you feel as though it's sympathy or pity people are just you know blank uh like no substance behind the compliment you take on all the blame for any mistakes you make and any minor error reinforces your belief in the lack of intelligence and ability so (laughs) with all this said of course this can fuel anxiety guilt depression and living in a constant fear that someone's gonna discover that you aren't really what they think you are whatever and you feel as though you can never achieve and you're constantly overwhelmed by your continued efforts and then that's also that's also causing you to be burnt out which leads to more (laughs) self-doubt so researcher dr valerie young who specializes in research and imposter syndrome wait i don't know if she specializes okay but she this is what she describes i don't know this is she's just a leading imposter syndrome researcher whatever the fuck that means she describes five main types of imposters in her book the secret thoughts of successful women why capable people suffer from the imposter syndrome and how to thrive in spite of it so she talks about so there's five different types of is what she's saying. So first is the perfectionist. So this is someone who pretty much demands perfection of yourself in everyday life. So even though perfection isn't always a realistic goal and you can't always meet these standards, instead of acknowledging the hard work you've put in, you might criticize yourself for small mistakes and feel ashamed of your quote-unquote failure. You also might avoid trying new things if you believe that you can't do them perfectly the first time. Secondly, is the natural genius. So this is someone who spent their whole life picking up new skills with little effort and you believe you should understand new material and processes right away. Your belief that competent people can handle anything with little difficulty leads you to feel like a fraud when you have a hard time. So if something doesn't come easily to you and you fail to succeed on your first try, you might feel ashamed or embarrassed. Third one is the rugged individualist or, or soloist. So you believe that you should be able to handle everything solo and you can't achieve success independently. You consider yourself unworthy. So this is someone who rarely asks others for help or accepts support when it's offered because they believe that they're failing by not being able to achieve their high standards on their own. So they feel as though they're inadequate because they need others to help them. The fourth is the expert. So before you consider your work a success, you want to learn everything there is to know on the topic. So you spend so much time pursuing your quest for more information that you end up having to devote more time to your main task. And since you believe you should have all the answers, you might consider yourself a fraud or failure when you can't answer a question or encounter some knowledge you previously missed. I really relate to this one. 
and I'll, I'll explain after. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm relating a little bit to all of these. Okay. And lastly, we have the superhero. Okay. So this is when you link competence to your ability to succeed in every role you hold. The student, the friend, the employee, the parent, failing to successfully navigate the demands of these roles simply proves in your opinion, your inadequacy. So to succeed, you push yourself to the limit, expanding as much energy as possible in every role and even still at the maximum effort that you're putting in, you still think I should be able to do more or this should be easier. I'm, I'd be surprised if some of you didn't relate to this. I mean, good for you and that's amazing. <laughs> but um, I'm really finding a lot of, a lot of similarities in all of these that I feel in my life. So, okay, so now it's like, where does this come from? Why why do we feel these ways? So my mom, uh, just a little backstory. I'm bringing both of my parents in this episode. Uh, my mom is a therapist and she treats people, spe- she specializes in treating people with drug and alcohol abuse, but she also sees other people with nothing to do with drugs and alcohol. But she, we were on the phone the other day and I said something to her like, why do I, I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I said like, why do I always do this? Like there's something in my life that I do. And I was asking her because in my, my head, obviously this is called Chronicles of a Curious Soul. I have to make sense of everything in some way. And I always like to know the answers to things. And I'm so curious about like, why, like, why are people the way they are? Why am I why do I have this personality trait? Like, did something happen in my childhood? Did something happen with my parents, the way they were parenting me to, to cause this in me? And you know what she said? She said that, yes, sometimes things happen in our childhood, but also sometimes things are just in our makeup. Like, everyone has their own unique personality, and sometimes it's not caused by some root thing. Sometimes, like, I think some like deep issues maybe are, but sometimes we also have imbalances like depression, for example. Sometimes depression for some people, they don't even necessarily have, uh, I don't even like saying this, but a reason to be depressed because sometimes depressed people can feel guilty for that. They don't even have a reason to be depressed, but sometimes you don't need a reason. Like sometimes it really is just an imbalance in your makeup. Okay. So I just wanted to say that sometimes it might not be from your childhood. It it could be, it could be, but maybe sometimes you've developed along the way that it's something to do with, I don't know, maybe something just a, just a, what is it? Like a, a mixture of things. Anyway, so firstly, like I said, parenting and childhood environment could affect this imposter syndrome feelings to occur. So if you were ever pressured to do well in school or compared to your brothers and sisters, if your parents were controlling or overprotective, uh, this is an interesting one. If they em- if they emphasize your natural intelligence, so a lot of praise. If your parents were constantly praising you, you know, obviously after you grow up and you enter the real world, you're surrounded by other people your age or alike you and suddenly you don't feel so special because you realize everyone is capable okay no like there's a lot of people I I believe there's a lot of talented people in the world there's a lot of people that are intelligent 
and capable of so many things and sometimes when we leave a household that we felt so special in and so great in coming on the outside world you're like whoa it's like kind of a it's a humble check it's like you're not the only one like I don't, maybe that's my imposter syndrome speaking but I've definitely felt that way before like I actually am kind of an only child I have a half brother but we didn't really grow up together so I did grow up in a household essentially by myself and I think that that has led to a lot of my imposter syndrome growing up alone and being an only child which would be maybe interesting to do an episode about uh, I do think has affected who I am today and not having a sibling I don't know what it's I don't know what it's like to compare to growing up with a sibling every day like really growing up with you but anyway I think that I after high school I entered when I entered college it was definitely reality check of like whoa there's so many unique people out there like I'm not the only unique person and just because my parents told me I was unique and maybe because I grew up in a town where I do think I was different it was a very southern town little conservative vibes you know I didn't really fit in of that anyway okay so then it it says you know like maybe in elementary and high school you never really posed much of a challenge because you learned easily and you received plenty of praise from teachers and parents because right when you're in high school and even middle school it feels like that's your world it really does like you don't you're still growing up and developing and you don't really have a sense of the world out there now now with social media I'm sure kids are way more advanced because they can have access to TikTok and Instagram and seeing other people live their lives. But at least when I was in middle school, it was like kind of growing social media, Tumblr for sure, uh, YouTube, you know, stuff like that. But you really kind of feel like you're in your own little bubble. So then in college, you might find yourself struggling for the first time like I said earlier because you begin to believe maybe that your classmates are all more intelligent or talented or gifted than you are and you might worry that you don't belong there then we have these are specific personality traits that are linked to imposter feelings so this includes perfectionistic tendencies low self-confidence and your ability to manage your behavior and successfully handle your responsibilities Uh, and then of course if you live with depression or anxiety you've probably already experienced self-doubt maybe low self-confidence and you worry how others are perceiving you and also the mindset of feeling less than I think can really enforce the belief that you don't belong in your environment whether that's professionally creatively academically now something else that I think happens in your adult life and you know maybe this is all this is this is interesting because maybe this maybe feeling like an imposter or having imposter syndrome or these feelings of self-doubt is normal to feel in the beginning of your adulthood because I keep hearing so many things about how like your 20s are so uncomfortable and weird my best friend the other day said your 20s is a workshop and that sounds I mean like I'm literally 23 so I don't know yet what it's like to be 33 but I think that these years I'm in my third year of being in my 20s which is so weird to think like I still have seven more years left of being in my 20s which is kind of cool actually I'm yeah I'm wondering if this is common and maybe this will go away when you get into college or maybe if you didn't go to college like when you start to get around other people like new people that you've 
never met before people who didn't grow up with you people who come from all different walks of life and have these different skills and abilities and you find yourself comparing yourself to people especially when you get a job or an opportunity that you've earned you might worry that you won't measure up to the expectations or believe your abilities won't match those of your coworkers. I think these feelings might fade away once you get familiar with the role but I also think sometimes they can get worse especially if you fail to receive support validation and encouragement from your peers because we like to know we're doing a good job especially being young and being an entry-level position being around others who are more senior than you it is a good feeling to have your work acknowledged know if someone likes it or not have critiques like i don't know sometimes it's really easy to feel like you're replaceable and obviously that's not a good feeling damn okay like me talking through this episode i'm kind of internally thinking about myself and my job and the opportunities that I've had and how far I've come and the accomplishments I've made um why am I why is this making me like emotional sometimes I have phases where I don't believe in myself I don't even like saying that out loud because I believe that spoken word is really powerful when you say things out loud i try not to think that because i try to look back at things i have accomplished but i will say sometimes that self-doubt comes in and i really don't believe that i like i don't even want to say it but i don't i don't believe some of the skills that i have or like i don't know if it's good enough or you know all those things and then contrary to that sometimes I really believe in myself and I'm proud of the things I've made but there's still something in my head it's almost like these higher up people or this certain crowd of people like I'm not going to get their approval they think something's lame or it's not good enough to their standard and I'm I'm wondering sometimes if it's my is it is it their standard or is it my standard that I'm that I have such a high expectation to get myself to. Sometimes I think there there are real life scenarios though that are kind of like not accepting you or making room for you that can further more strengthen this imposter syndrome. Like if you find yourself in an environment where your peers don't make room for you or don't imply that you deserve your success like you know I'm sure you experienced it before where you're in a new place uh, maybe it's a job maybe it's you're at an event or some sort of party with other people who you recognize as being talented being great or being accomplished and no none of them ask you about yourself or care to know what you do or what you've made or compliment your work or whatever and also something I believe women struggle with is that some people might say oh women don't usually make it in this job or you know little microaggressions here and there I remember uh last year I was at the dentist and the dentist assistant was like cleaning my teeth and he said something to me like we're talking about he asked me about my job or like the fashion industry or something he was like oh you're so pretty you probably don't have to work very hard 
And that really pissed me off. I know maybe some people would find this as a compliment or something, but it really fucking bothered me because it was like, no, asshole. Sometimes I actually feel like I have to work twice as hard to prove that I'm not just a pretty girl, that like I actually am skilled and talented and fuck you. Like it it really bothered me. And, um, so sometimes I think that it's it's entirely understandable that why you might begin to feel out of place or undeserving. You know, also though, I think, ooh, okay. I think that anyone who makes you feel unworthy of your accomplishments needs to look within. Because sure, these could be talented people. These could be people who are very accomplished, very well-known in their position or their industry, and you maybe value them or their work. But most of the time, they're probably the ones that also have imposter syndrome, and they feel threatened that you've come along and they see something in you that they probably would never uh, compliment you on because they're threatened that you may take their position or do better than them. And They don't want to, it's like an ego thing. They don't want to accept you because they're afraid of you. So that's also something I think to remember. So the first step to dealing with this and with a lot of things, like they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step is to admit you have a problem, to admit, to identify, acknowledge your feelings that you may feel like an imposter sometimes and bringing them to the light of day and and wanting to get better, wanting to stop these false feelings. First of all, I mean, talking to your friends. Like someone said earlier in the episode, surrounding themselves with people they love, definitely. Because sometimes others can see something in you that you cannot see in yourself. Even talking to your friends, chances are they might also have the same feelings you do. Talking to them... I think you're both helping each other because this might help you both realize that you're not the only one who feels like an imposter. Then you can kind of see reality for what it is and you can kind of see that, you know, you might really look up to your friend or you might think that your friend is so successful and talented and amazing and you might feel shocked that they feel this way because to you, they're great and they're amazing. But you can try to think of it the same way as they probably view you they probably think you're so cool you're so talented god this is so this is so funny for me to say out loud because I'm just thinking of instances where like I've been to dinner with friends or like new friends who don't really know me and they it's interesting to hear their perception of me and they're like wow like you know you've done all this stuff like you're so cool and talented I'm like in my head so fucked in my head I'm like, well, they don't really know. They don't really know me. They don't really know what is their standard to what is good and what is great. Like, that's how I think. That is not cool because, first of all, I'm thinking that they don't have a high standard, which isn't true. It's like my own insecurities deflecting because I hold myself up to such a high standard and I constantly, this is what happens with me. This is the current phase of life I'm in. And let me just say, I've recently discovered that my biggest fear in life is unlived potential. Not even failing, but not doing it. Not 
doing that project or making the ideas come to life that I want to or like I don't know it just freaks me out and I have to like constantly step back and just be like chill out like first of all comparing yourself to others is literally the worst of all because I mean I don't even know it just it is just because it's just it's not it's not it everyone has their own journey and I ha- always have to remember that I've been going through this cycle of thinking about so my industry is fashion right so I want to be so knowledgeable I want to know every single skill there is to know but sometimes I procrastinate and I struggle with ADD and sometimes I can't focus on something and I also want to do everything at once I want to be so ambitious I want to do all these things but it's like sometimes unrealistic and sometimes I still make it happen I don't know how but and then it's like I don't even feel accomplished it's like I always feel like I could be doing more I just get so insecure about I don't know any of the work I have to show because I feel as though I haven't dedicated truly vision in my designs to show for like to show a portfolio of like what my skills are what I'm capable of but then it's like oh sorry I'm just talking about myself here but I don't know I thought maybe if I shared you know what I deal with and struggle with it could help someone or someone could relate to I don't know I also think that there is some truth to my insecurities and or imposter syndrome I do hold myself to this ideal version that I do hope to accomplish and I I do believe that once I accomplish that I will have less imposter syndrome <laughs> because I'm I am insecure about something that I like a skill that I don't have or something like that anyway it's difficult it's really difficult but talking to others especially and even like seeing you guys uh, do the poll on Instagram help me too it was like oh okay like some of you some of you really do uh have imposter syndrome but some of you really do doubt yourself <laughs> it just made me feel a little better because I was like okay I'm not alone in this and actually one of my good friends Antoine Manning who uh if you don't know he owns the brand homage here he has been in my eyes so successful and I'm so proud of him and he really has worked really hard and had such a cool journey the last few years so I did ask him about this topic because he did reply to the story and say that you know he did he did feel like an imposter sometimes and he did have feelings of self-doubt which I think I don't want to say is cool because it's not cool to have feelings of self-doubt but it's it's relatable and a bit humbling of him to admit that even he as someone who maybe lots of people view as so talented and successful that even him himself has feelings sometimes that he isn't or he doesn't do enough so let's hear from Antoine not for the sound you know dramatic or anything of the sort which I don't even think so um personally my experience with it is just more like me just questioning my talent questioning my ability questioning just questioning things that to a certain degree shouldn't be questioned or you know has been proven or i have proven like by the grace of god and grace um of my friends and the people that are within my life those has been proven but regardless of that fact and what you know i deem at times i still feel ways of like 
having to prove my worthiness to myself or not fully understanding or having like a full scope of my abilities or my talents or like the range of my talents and or like, you know, just things of that nature. Um, I have a hard time just like coming to grasp and to terms with the idea that I'm deserving of everything that I have achieved and or will be coming, you know, in my direction. Um, and oftentimes I just feel like I have to do more. Like I just have to do more. I have to be better. I have to be most creative. I have to overcompensate. I just have to, I just have to lose this feeling of, of, like worthlessness to a certain degree um but yeah it always is there that feeling just doesn't doesn't go away um but to combat that at least for myself i oftentimes just i just reflect i reflect on the things i've done on the things i've experienced on the things that have has been accomplished um and that helps me see myself in a truer light it doesn't absolve you know at all the 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 experience that i have with imposter syndrome or you know my relationship with that but it, it does help it be more bearable and more and more balanced more balanced i think the bottom line is success doesn't require perfection and actually true perfection is kind of impossible and also failing haven't you guys heard failing so many times is what makes someone great have you guys ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule this was actually created by someone named Malcolm Gladwell and he emphasized that when individuals have spent 10,000 hours practicing something they are able to accomplish almost anything like 10,000 hours to be considered like an expert at like what you do I'm just gonna share a few quotes that I found recently that kind of helped me just be patient on my journey of achieving success so this is a few, a few things I'm gonna gonna share you wouldn't have the desire if you didn't have the ability to achieve it you would be very bored if you had everything figured out <laughs> yeah Play is the highest form of research. As a culture, we focus on results, not on the awards of risk. Anything worth doing is worth doing badly, but we don't tell ourselves that. Instead, we indulge in a litany of self-abusive mantras, all designed to keep us squarely at step one or before it. Without the freedom to fail, real creative success is impossible. The work that avoids failure avoids risk and safe work is dull by definition. I mean, that is such a good one. That is such a good one. I'm about to print that out and read it every day because I think sometimes I it's hard for me to do step one because I just don't feel like I'm going to be able to accomplish it or like do it. And right now I'm talking like really my my biggest fear right now is like pattern making and actually making garments if you're curious and like sometimes I get just really insecure that I don't know the construction of something or like I have basic pattern making skills but I want to challenge myself like I really do and I I don't know I really want to I really want to and then it's like hard to figure out time when you have a full-time job like all this stuff anyway that felt like a therapy session talking about that I feel like I can learn I could learn a lot from what is it? I can take my own advice so I'm deciding to switch up the end of this podcast instead of doing dig deeper I thought of something that I want to try 
but I would love to know what you think. You could let me know on the Chronicles of a Curious Soul Instagram. I have like a link in the bio where you can leave like comments and whatever. You can DM me. You can do whatever. I just would like to know what you guys think of this. Okay, these are the little too big curious things that have popped up in my mind throughout the week. Okay, why isn't there anything that is enjoyed frozen that is salty? Like, when you want a sweet treat that's cold, you know, you've got your little mini ice cream cones, ice cream, cookie sandwich, frozen sweet things. Why is there nothing that is a frozen salty treat? I was really trying to think about this. Like, salty frozen is not good it's not good good together the only thing i can think of maybe is like cucumber but that's not really salty necessarily like have you ever heard of like a cold gazpacho soup like that i don't know like cold there can be cold salty food but i don't know about frozen like something about sweet and frozen goes better together okay my next curious thought (laughs) is we experience life three times this might be like of like a duh moment because life is past present and future but I don't know I had like this little miniature epiphany in the car the other day and I was just thinking about how when something's coming up like an event or a party or whatever like something exciting that's gonna happen or maybe something nerve-wracking that's gonna happen we first have the idea of it and what we think is going to happen. So we're thinking futuristically. And then we actually experience it. And we're in the moment, real time, of what it actually is. And then we have the memory of it. And what it was. And then it becomes like this nostalgic past thing. Okay, yeah, pretty cool. Okay. Um, thirdly, some people don't romanticize things. This baffles me because I always try to romanticize my life. And it's so strange that some people just don't do that. Like I was on a date with this guy and I don't think I was articulating myself very well, but I was trying to explain how I really like magical things, like glamorous things. And I was trying to explain to him this feeling of like nostalgia or like just romantic like listening to Lana Del Rey on the highway with your window down like you guys know what I mean like just these little moments of life where you really feel like you're in a movie and I think some people don't do that that's so bizarre and it's oh like is it because I'm an empath? Am I just a romantic person? I don't know. Okay, lastly, this kind of goes with the romanticizing. Some music gives me a certain nostalgia that I feel as though I've lived other lives. Okay, specifically Lana and The Weeknd. Like when I was 12, oh, also Frank Ocean. When I was 12, I would listen to Lana Del Rey and The Weeknd and just feel their lives like when I still now when I listen to video games I just feel as though I can really understand 
her experience. And I feel, I used to think, I, I think a little bit this now, but when I was younger, I used to think that it meant that I've had past lives and like, I've literally experienced this. Like, I remember when I used to listen to the weekend and I would listen to like the party and the after party or hi for this. And I had never done drugs in my life when I was 12. And I really had felt like I had, like, I felt like I knew that feeling of like being like grimy, like with a boy, like hungover, like high, like what? Like, but I really felt like I understood what he was saying. And is, is that their musician gift or is that me being an empath or is that me actually have had experiencing experienced past lives and this music is triggering these memories like whoa so cool I think it's a mixture of all of them because I think these musicians are also the same in that they are empathetic and they are really creating something that is really from their soul I believe and they have a very unique talent to share that with others and to like others to feel those soul feelings too and it makes you feel like you've experienced it before but like I said I feel like some people who listen to them don't get those feelings and they don't really feel the song and I'm like that is so interesting okay so yeah let me know what you guys think of this segment instead of dig deeper I feel like I'm constantly having these like random thoughts that I don't think are big enough to have an entire episode about but just give them a little one to two minute airtime because I felt like they're still interesting to share yeah okay thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and I will see you next Thursday bye Bye.